Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. And today's podcast, entitled, How to Become a More Effective People Person. So being a more effective people person, well, it's all about learning people skills. And it's not rocket science. It really isn't. It's it's common sense, or what I might call conscious sense. You need to become more aware of yourself, your approach to people, etc. So the first tip I may give you is learn to be kind. Now, I mean to everyone. It's a good practice. Be kind to the, the guys that collect your garbage, to waiters, to random people you meet on the street. People like to feel important and not degraded, no matter who they are. I remember when I was younger, I used to work construction in various jobs. And this one summer, I had a job painting the uh, handrails. Those I don't know if you know those wrought iron handrails. They're all kind of twists and turns and very, very intricate kind of paint job. And in order to paint the underside of some of these squiggles and whatnot, I had to kind of lie on my back. And uh, this these were this was many stories. It was about five or six stories where I had to start on the bottom and just work each railing all the way up. Very tedious work. And there were a lot of white-collar employers in this building. It was a professional building. I won't mention the name. And uh, these guys would come out and some of them would literally push me aside with their foot because I was a bit in their way, never acknowledging or excusing themselves. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, that's that's horrible. You know, they're treating me like I'm non-existent, like I'm just something to be kicked aside. Maybe that's where I get my sensitivity when I go out for a jog and I pass somebody with their head down, I say, hey, how you doing? I always wave the guys that the DPW, the Department of Public Works guys, as they come around in their trucks. I always wave. I wave to policemen. I like to connect. And you know what? The magic of connecting is that people like to connect right back. People get used to, as I did painting that those railings, you get used to just sort of hunkering down and expecting the worst from people. But taking the initiative, being kind, it goes a long way. I mean, there are people who are brusque, who treat people as objects. They, maybe they feel they have more status or more money, and they look at people as if they're less than. So how important is it to realize that no one, no one is less than you? 
nor are you more than anyone else. It's a good life lesson, and it should be included in this tip number one, because basically, there's a humbling that needs to take place within you. If you look down at anybody, if you harbor or hold any prejudice, then, of course, you're saying that someone is beneath you. And this is illogical. So psychologically speaking, it is very important to realize that being kind to people is really connecting with people. And this is good for you. It's good for your soul. It's good for your psychological evolution. And no matter who it is, take the time. Now, I mentioned when I was jogging how I say people would walk by with their heads down. I guess a lot of, you know, in our culture, a lot of people aren't used to connecting. You pass somebody by and you just keep passing and you don't get involved. You know, it's become kind of a reflex. But I always give a pretty stern, hey, how you doing? And everyone so far, and I've been doing this for years, picks their head up, gives a big smile back, a wave, and a response. See, I've kind of broke this barrier where we were once strangers about to pass. Now, somehow we were connected. And that's what being kind is all about. It's connecting. It's it's making people feel like you're not an outsider in their lives. You've now become part of their lives. Now, the second tip I might give you. Research shows that people are biologically predisposed to be attracted to confident people. Makes sense, right? Being secure in yourself is one of the most alluring qualities you can have. What makes you alluring, aside from superficial stuff, like how you fix your hair or the clothes you wear? Stop complaining. <laughs> Nobody likes a pessimist, right? I mean, how tedious is it when you start a conversation with someone Oh, I don't feel so good today. And you know what? My back aches and I just need I have a hard time. At, whoa, that's a tough conversation to have. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be a drag on someone else's life. You don't want that person to be saying, how do I get out of this conversation? Stop complaining to people. And there is a, a natural tendency you know, once you get into that mode, and I see this particularly in elderly people. Oh, I'm taking all this medication. My pressure's so high. And now I have to go back to this doctor. You know, maybe you feel that people really want to hear all those details. They don't. They would rather be uplifted rather than trodden down with your woes. Everybody has their own woes. So stop complaining for goodness sakes people are attracted to positive people are attracted to an upbeat personality think about it for a second if you are a drag on someone's moment if you are complaining and negative and the world's going to end and you're a chicken little and or the sky's falling as opposed to someone who's upbeat someone who's optimistic Someone who greets you with a smile, with some energy. Everything's going to be okay. Now, maybe it's a myth, but we like to feel that way. And if someone brings that out in you, the good feeling, the optimism of life, 
We like that person more. That person makes us feel a bit lighter. And isn't that what it's all about? Just wanting to feel a little bit lighter in this world of challenges that we face, that we all face. No one is without struggle. But when we could take time to be with someone else who lifts us out of our own mental malaise, that's a wonderful connection. You're going to seek that person out more and more. Okay, let's let's go to another tip. After you stop complaining, it's time to start monitoring your own, let's call it self-talk. We, we like to talk about ourselves. Some people, unfortunately, more than others. But you have to monitor in a relationship, in all relationships, there's a give and take. And sometimes people don't know how to give. They just take. They take over the conversation. It becomes a me, me, me conversation. And they drone on and on. Now, you've, I'm sure you've been in conversations where someone just doesn't stop. And they're telling you about their grandkids, or they're telling you about the car they just bought, and they're telling you about their job, and they just go on and on. And you're cringing, of course. You're standing there with this plastered-on smile, trying desperately to not let this person know that you're dying inside. And they keep going on. And you're looking for a way out, hoping someone else is going to call you over. Hey, come over here a second, just to get away. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> so monitor your own self-talk with someone else. Realize that everyone wants a turn. And if you think that person just wants to hear you, I'm sure they want to hear about you, yeah, to some extent. But if you're not balancing that conversation, and that's something you have to kind of become more aware of. When you're in a relationship, look for balance. Monitor yourself. If you're talking about yourself for a minute or so, you know, then get the other person involved for a minute or so. Balance it out. Make Draw the person in. Be curious. What are you up to? Gee, you know, I've been talking on and on. What about you? Tell me about, get some balance in your conversations because you don't want to be the person that people are dreading to get involved with but you don't want to be in a conversation where the person just dreads you coming up to them and starting to prattle on and on and on now another thing is you've got to find a way to be interested in what someone's telling you not not always easy I mean, it's, if, you're, if you're talking to a bean counter and all they want to talk about is how many beans they've been counting, that's tough. And you've got to really look for sometimes, not always, oftentimes it's not so much that they're talking about beans, it's that you're not fully listening. You see, someone is telling you about their life. If you're half listening, or allowing yourself to just drift apart and you're not connecting adequately, then, of course, you are not engaged, you're not interested, and it's difficult for you, and it's somewhat transparent to the person trying to be interesting when they're not. But one of the things that's a real killer that, that creates a problem of not listening is when 
you're in a decent conversation. The other person isn't necessarily boring or uh, at all uninteresting, but you're rehearsing what you're going to say. You see, so you're you're kind of half listening, but you want to be able to jump in and, and throw your two cents in. So you're you're thinking about an opportunity where you're going to start your conversation. So you're only half listening. You got to stop rehearsing. You got to start letting go a bit, letting yourself just get involved in the small talk of things. Speaking of small talk, the next tip is learning to practice small talk. Now, in my estimation, small talk, well, it's it's really uh, not so much that it's small. It's an opening kind of talk. It's it's a prelude to something more interesting happening, or it's just a connection. And the casual connections, the waiter, the person you walk by on the street, someone at the grocery store, small talk is just a connected kind of experience. In a legitimate conversation, small talk is a prelude to deeper talk. But for a lot of people, that's where they freeze. That's where a lot of anxiety comes in. I'm not good at small talk. Well, have some openers in your back pocket. It could be anything. Yeah, you could talk about the weather. It's not so terrible. Man, this heat is horrible. I can't stand it. How about you? You like this weather? People aren't going to say, oh, man, what a superficial, what a small talker guy that is. No, people... People will start to talk back, and then you start to see where things go, where they evolve. Now, if you get stuck, I think one of the best things you can do, and this is the next tip, is to be curious. So if you're not a great small talker and you feel a little bit challenged to be able to start a conversation, then be curious. It's a great opener. Hey, I'm curious. How, how do you how do you feel about that job you just got? Get someone to start talking about something of interest to them. And if you get stuck, realize that people do like to talk about themselves. So if you find yourself floundering because you're trying to hold the ball and you're trying to just give everything to this conversation and, and it's your responsibility, no, people like to talk about themselves. Give them a chance. Hey, I'm really curious. Uh, weren't you at that meeting last week? I thought I saw you there. And weren't you the person that, that blah, blah, blah. Which brings us back to one of the most important tips I can give you. And that is, you've got to be a good listener. It may seem obvious to you. Maybe it's not obvious. And maybe you think you're a good listener. But you got to be conscious of that. Are you really listening? Are you half listening? Are you truly listening? You know, some people just stand there and they nod their head and they have this fake smile plastered on their face. And, you know, it's you can see right through that. It doesn't make the other person feel really engaged with you. It doesn't make the other person feel good. You, you start to elicit from them a defensiveness. And one of the ways to make someone feel really comfortable with you is to really listen, to have 
good eye contact. Now, if you shy away, if you're a bit anxious, if you're a bit insecure, that's not an easy thing. But practice better eye contact. There's nothing that makes someone feel more listened to than you looking at them and really listening. Not drifting off somewhere else and gazing around the room. And This is part of being a psychologist, is that a lot of people find it disquieting at first when I keep my gaze directly on their eyes. But in time, people really begin to recognize that it makes them feel really fully attended to, that you are truly with them and not somewhere else. So in therapy, eye contact is crucially important. It's how you let people know that what they're telling you, what you're seeing, it's part of where you want to be. You want to be there to hear everything they have to say and to be part of that conversation. So be a good listener. And all these things require practice. You may have to go against you know, your ingrained reflexes or tendencies, especially if you're a pessimist and you're a complainer or you're not a good listener. Well, these are all things that you can change with consciousness. So you have to kind of almost pretend that you have a tape recorder with you. And after a conversation with someone, review it in your mind. Did I give that person a chance to talk? Was I just going on and on and on about my, I don't know, my new Jaguar? <laughs> I wish. Uh, but do a review. You know, this is how we become more conscious. And if you screw up, if you find that someone uh, was becoming bored with you or unhappy with you, you know, go over it. Learn something. Because you can become more and more effective. But again, come back to the basics. People like to be liked. People like when you're kind to them, when you care about them, when you're compassionate, when you're a good listener. This is what makes you more popular. This is what makes you more effective. And people like to be able to go through life upbeat. People like a good joke. Sense of humor is important. We all like to laugh. When we laugh, it kind of takes us away from the struggles of life. It gives us that momentary lift. So if you are good at humor, use it. I mean, I love to use humor. I think that it's disarming. It makes a defensive person feel less defensive. It makes someone downtrodden feel less downtrodden. Throw in a little humor. It's good. Oh, and one thing I don't want to forget, another tip, avoid gossip. <laughs> now, a lot of people use conversations just to bring in the news of the day. Did you hear what she just found out from that? Uh-oh, it's not a good thing. I mean, people do like to hear gossip, but keep in mind, that same person may be thinking, gee, maybe that maybe they're going to go gossip about me. It's, it's not going to be effective. It doesn't make you a better person. It actually degrades you. So watch out. Don't, don't just use conversations to gossip. You know, I think the, the German word is Schudenfreude, which means deriving pleasure from someone's misfortune. 
And that's what gossip is. It's shooting fraud. It's telling someone about, did you see how he slipped on that banana peel? And man, did he fall in that puddle? And you're getting pleasure out of someone's misfortune. You think someone's going to admire you for gloating over someone else's mishap? Be careful. And finally, let's go to one last tip. Finally, work on your own personal growth. Now, I've been hinting, hinting at this the whole podcast. You've got to develop confidence. Insecurity is a confidence killer. We know that. Insecurity will develop self-distrust. It's hard to be optimistic if you're insecure. And self-coaching is a program designed to increase your confidence, to overcome insecurity, and to help you mature and grow as a person rather than cowering in defensive lifestyles. I'm not going to get into it today in this podcast, but I have numerous podcasts on handling insecurity and anxiety and depression and how we feed it and how we need to starve it. Go back to some of my previous podcasts and learn a little bit about how you can not be a victim of your own insecurity. Take self-trust, for example. Without self-trust, of course, you're a bit insecure. You're not so confident with yourself. And how does that come across in a conversation? Well, you're trying to impress someone. Hey, I'm pretty good, huh? Look at me. I just got the raise. Look at this. I just made it into an Ivy League school. Wow, I'm really impressive. Aren't you impressed with me? If you have to puff yourself up, that's insecurity. If you have to sell yourself, that's insecurity. So in closing, what can I tell you? Become more conscious. Start to develop a sensitivity of how you behave in a conversation and maybe it's not a good idea to do it in process but maybe in retrospect that's how we learn we make adjustments if you're short with people if you're not into people if you're distracted well you get what you deserve but if you really want to become more effective then work at it become more effective period don't let insecurity detract from that and go back to my jogging experience where I say hi to everybody. It's a good metaphor. People like to be liked. People like to have a smile on their face and feel connected to you, especially when they see your smile and your, hey, how you doing? Everyone likes to connect. And more importantly, everyone likes to feel connected. So even if it's just a momentary, how you doing? That connected feeling is a good feeling. Now, I don't know if it produces oxytocin, that's the feel-good chemical, but I wouldn't be surprised. Even in that momentary surge, you know yourself, you walk out the door, someone holds the door for you. It's, it's a good feeling. You've just connected with that person in gratitude. Relationships are to be cherished. Why? Because in this world, of ongoing challenges in my previous podcast. I call them waves. Waves come and waves go. Challenges come and go. Sometimes times are hard. So in this world of ups and downs and struggles and challenges, it feels good to have connections. And even if you live alone, 
you can have connections wherever you go. There are lots of people like you who just want to feel connected. And, and that's what humanity needs to be all about. We need to connect to that human quality of everyone wanting to be connected, to be liked. So I like you. And hopefully you like my podcast. I don't know. Though I almost failed to mention that this podcast today is brought to you by my latest book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression, the four-step self-coaching program to reclaim your life. Go hop over to Amazon, take a look. And why don't you visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you could learn a lot more about my philosophy and other books, etc. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's, it's really not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you're not powerless. So remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So how about you join me every week? And let's make it Believe simple together. Yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.